everyone. Welcome to Main Street UCI, the podcast about all things Disney. I'm Jennifer. I'm Zen the Amazing. I'm Emily. The awesome. In- awesome. I was going to say incredible. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> yes. Incredible Emily. <laughs> yes. So today we are talking about one of the newest Marvel series to appear on Disney Plus, Hawkeye. Yes, this series takes place about a year after the events of Avengers Endgame, and it centers around Clint Barton, a.k.a. Hawkeye, and his unexpected new protege, Kate Bishop. And today we're going to focus on the first three episodes. So if you haven't seen them, yeah, you may want to wait for this podcast. Um, go listen to an old one. Um, this is your official warning. And... Uh, to give everyone a little time before we jump into things, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. They're called goals for a reason. There's something to strive for. They require attention and they need sweat and hard work to achieve. Do you have a career goal? At UCI Division of Continuing Education, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals and we can help you reach yours too. Start today at ce.uci.edu. That's ce.uci.edu. Welcome back, everyone. So let's dive right in. Episode one is entitled Never Meet Your Heroes, and it is action-packed from start to finish. We're introduced to Kate Bishop and her parents, and just a few minutes later, we're thrown into the Battle of New York with alien beings wreaking havoc on the city while the Avengers try to make quick work of them. The Bishop residence sustains heavy damage, and through the broken walls of her home, Kate watches as Hawkeye takes down enemy after enemy, and from that moment on, she resolves to be just like him. We soon learn that Kate's father did not survive the attack, and as we move to present day, we see that Kate's life has not only changed dramatically, it's about to get way more dangerous. Ooh. So what did you guys (laughs) think of this episode? It was a fun intro to the mm-hmm. whole series. I think it, yeah, it set it up really well. It's interesting. Um, okay, I, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I had a hard time getting into this, this into the, into it. The first two episodes, really? Yeah, you know what? I guess what it was is it was a little bit uneven to me because it's. Where's Kate's mom? And she's always never concerned about her. <laughs> yeah. They, they haven't really fleshed That's her out as it. much. Yeah, yeah. They're going to reveal something. But it's, it's this kind of weird relationship with her mom. But anyways, that's, but um, three, it really picks up. But the first one is, they're, they're interesting. I mean, stick mm-hmm. with it. And if you're like me, stick with it. And it gets really good. So. See, I had the opposite effect because I, like, I don't know. I could not get into Falcon and Winter Soldier. I really, really wanted to like it. But at the same time, like, I don't know. To me, the it was a little too disjointed. And I had a harder time following it and, and staying engaged with it, I guess. So originally, I was actually just going to let my husband watch it. And I was, like, doing something else while, you know, just kind of listening off and on to it in the background kind of thing. But I got hooked watching it and then just like became super engaged with it. So yeah, it's interesting. I thought it was interesting because, well, I enjoyed Falcon and Winter Soldier because I love 
both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, I was interested to see how it would turn out because it, it happens um, like a few days or a week or something before Christmas. Like Clint is out in New York City with his kids, like having like father bonding time while um, his wife forgot her name, but she's at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and yeah, it, Ms. Clint Hawkeye. is just Miss Hawkeye. Mrs. Yes. Hawkeye. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, Clint is just an interesting Avengers, which, which is, I understand why they created this series to like flesh him out some more. Cause we don't know too much about him. We know he's like a super private. He's like the most private Avenger, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, his humor is funny, very like dry and dry. Like, yeah. hearing aid thing is, is so funny every time. Like they mention it, like he, they go see the, the Avengers, like Broadway musical and he just turns off his, his hearing. That aid. was so random. That musical yes. was ridiculous. <laughs> and then I can't even imagine like being an Avenger, like being the person or one of the people that the musical is about. And you're like watching your friends, but like, they're not your friends. Obviously they're actors like singing and dancing on the stage. Yeah, and like pretending to be you and your yeah, friend. so such a weird and bizarre thing situation to be in. Um, so I was interested to because, like I said, he we don't see too much of him. Um, Kate Bishop, aka played by Haley Steinfeld, I don't really like her, <laughs> and oh. I don't. Yeah, so she, I okay her. I don't, I'm not a, the biggest fan of just Haley Seinfeld as like, and not really an actor because I've never really seen her. I've never watched her, her acting roles, mm-hmm. but it's more so her music because she is like a pop singer and her songs oh. get stuck in my head very easily. Oh and no. So- <laughs> I don't know who she is. Honestly. Yeah. Okay. So this is very interesting. The first time I ever, um, like she was on my radar was actually when she was, I think she was like the youngest actress nominated for um, an Oscar back when she was 13 for True Grit. Oh, I've never, that was I've her. never seen them. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen the movie. That's but where I've heard the name. <laughs> I remember seeing her be nominated on the Oscars and I was like, whoa, that girl is so young. I looked her up. She's exactly my age. We have the same birthday and whoa. everything. And I was so like, in awe of her like wow this girl is like must be such a good actress you know like she's youngest nominee for um you know best actress or something like that and then she i didn't really see her well again i didn't watch the movie but i didn't really hear her name again until she went into like the music industry and that's when i was like that's a very odd switch from doing true grit into like pop singing Mm -hmm. and it was like a very interesting transition for me that I never really um, obviously doesn't affect me, but I just never really liked her music. And then I kept seeing her pop up in like more, I don't know, coming of age type of like comedy movies. And I just couldn't, it, it was so disjointed for me just from the first time. Like I, I kind of knew who she was to like now anyways, mm-hmm. went on a rant. Um, her It feels almost like Mandy Moore. Cause she was a pop, singer primarily and then now she's well known just for her acting interesting Mm -hmm. oh i thought mandy more started on acting (laughs) i no i don't know i know she did like some movies at the same time that she had a music career but i feel like 
I, I became aware of her first for like her pop Ooh. singing and then her acting and her acting got like it went from like the more bubbly like poppy sort of acting to like more serious dramatic okay. kind of roles too so right you know in the united states it's very interesting because it's it's when we see people jump genres they it's for us it's like a little bit odd you know there's a few yeah. of them marky mark and you know Mm-hmm. Um, Will Smith and such, but like we think that they're kind of the outliers. But like if you look at Asia, like, right? You're looking, you know, people don't know, but like Jackie Chan has made like dozens of albums, yeah, and they sell really well. <laughs> so like every actor in Asia has um, a music, he has a music li- li- livelihood as well. So, mm-hmm. but for yeah. us, it's weird. It's weird. Okay, but back to her actual character as Kate Bishop. It's totally her character, nothing like, not with the actress herself, but the fact that she's like this entitled, like, rich girl who just thinks she can do whatever she wants to do mm-hmm. <laughs> is, I like, it just, it frustrates me <laughs> to watch her, like, not follow directions and, like, inserting herself into all these situations where I'm like, if you just, like, you know, were normal, <laughs> obviously there wouldn't be a show if she didn't do the things that she did, but... It like every time, like, why did you do that? He told you to stay at home. <laughs> She's almost like Iron Man, you know, that sort kind of, of like, I think I know yeah. best. I'm going to do it this way. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> but in the first episode, that's when, um, that's, that's like the black market kind of auction that she kind of stumbles into. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that's something. Oh, and then, um, the auction gets gets uh, what's the right word like there's this these people that break into the auction trying to steal the items mm-hmm. and then she goes like this is my moment she just takes this outfit and puts it on so that no one will know her identity when she i don't know starts fighting them <laughs> um and then it turns out that the outfit is actually uh hawkeyes hawkeyes no, like alternate like his his blip, blip outfit when he was like a crazy assassin man um which question did we know that his name was ronin because that name they just like tossed it out there as if we knew what that meant and i had no idea who ronin what ronin or who ronin he shows up in ronin in one of the films like one of yeah avengers films or something like that but it happened so fast i think that i totally forgot about it too. yeah and i just didn't i didn't recognize that that name before so i didn't know mm-hmm. that it was him until obviously like they connected the dots for us but when they first brought it up i was like huh <laughs> i think it was subtitled in japanese or something like that mm. you know what, mm. what i mean yeah, it's like yeah. he's he's like in japan and right. he's fighting someone uh, and then yeah. like i don't know I, but yeah i think it does come up but it's like once if if you blink you missed it okay. yeah so I, I love that that's her first instinct, too, is like, hey, I'm going to just put on this outfit. Like, it may fit. It may not fit. Who knows? But, oh, look, it magically oh. fits. How can we? Oh, no. You know? It looks terrible on her. It's so loose. Yeah. <laughs> the thing, it, it looks like my daughter when she's wearing my sweater. My 11-year-old <laughs> daughter when she's wearing my sweaters. It, it's funny. It's almost comical, like, how loose the thing is when she's running around with the thing. And that's so. the thing, too. Like, if you're trying to fight, you want something that you feel comfortable fighting in. You don't want to try to, like, hold up your pants or something while you're trying <laughs> to punch someone. Like, I don't know. Like, th- I thought that was a weird choice, too. Like, 
yes, clearly this is the first thing on my mind is I'm going to change an outfit change, you know? Yeah. Well, from the comic book side, I, I've been, it's very interesting because I've been, I told you I read the comic books. It was made by Matt Faction like about a decade ago. And it's, it's interesting because it's like all the other Marvel movies is they've taken, they borrowed a lot from his comic books and the characters are all there, but they're not, it's a completely, for the most part, it's a completely different story. So, um, and, and like, like, for example, it's, it's funny, um, in the, we're we're jumping back between one and three, right? Episode, the episodes we can talk about any episode. So in the third, in the third movie, in the third, uh, episode, there's a, um, a car chase scene and the car chase scene, um, she's shooting the arrows in, in the comic book. It's, I believe it's Hawkeye shooting the arrows and he's asking her it's like give me a give me an arrow give me an arrow and so mm-hmm. she's throwing up you know she's hitting up the arrows and he's shooting them out the back and it's just like i don't know what arrow i got right now i'm just shooting arrows so they so they so so they took out you know the one-eyed dog the one-eyed dog is in um the com in, in the um in in the comics mm-hmm. um the russian bad guys and and they're not really they're kind of like just like Russian mob muscle, they're not necessarily bad. It's just like their job, you know. It's yeah. not like they're they're not like real killers. It's just like yeah, we'll 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 rough you up, but they're not. Mm-hmm. But they're you know how goofy they are. They're the same way in the comic books. Okay. Oh, okay. I wondered about that. Yeah, so the same kind of goofy, kind of stupid Russian mobsters. They got them in the in, in the comic books. So it's fairly interesting. Once again, they've taken all the characters, they brought them over. They're very they're playing themselves, but it's almost like they're in a different alternate reality storyline. Hmm. Hmm. But it, it has the feel of it. So that's what's really pleasant about it. So nice. it, it gets it, it give it gives you the sensation. It definitely gives that's you fun. the sensation. Yeah. Okay, I'm. I'll I'll do a little summary on the second episode. Um, so the second episode is called "Hide and Seek." Clint Barton and Kate Bishop they go back to Kate's apartment, but are quickly hunted down by the tracksuit mafia, who are these Russian mobsters that we talked about. They think that Kate is actually Ronin because she was in the Ronin suit. So <laughs> Kate, Clint, and their new one-eyed dog friend are forced to evacuate the apartment. And then Clint realizes that the situation is getting more dangerous by the minute. So he sends his kids back home, promising them that he's going to return by Christmas. And then he starts figuring out how to take care of the tracksuit mafia and tie up all the loose ends from his Ronin days. So like, you know, he can go back for Christmas, but Kate is not content to be left out of his plans like I said, she keeps inserting herself into this and calling them each other. Like she's like, we're best friends. We're partners. And it just makes things very complicated. Um, so Kate is, we learned that she is like a amateur professional type of archer. Um, so she took inspiration from Hawkeye when she first saw him during the battle of New York. And then she's like on so this is why she's like good at archery and she can shoot arrows and things like that. And that's why she like sees herself as his partner. Um, but what happens in hide and seek? Like what is, what are some big things? I don't remember what happened in episode two. 
Oh, I don't know. They get caught. Yeah, it was a lot of them trying <laughs> yeah. to find like the ant, getting into the ant's apartment and getting that set up. And That's right. Okay. I think episode two is also the LARPers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they have to leave that uh, Ronin suit in the fire. Right. And Clint's like, we'll come back for it. And then when he does come back, it's like, wait a minute, where is it? And he somehow realizes that one of the firefighters must have grabbed it. And then that firefighter is a LARPer. And he, I think he sees the guy on social media. Yes. Like with the suit on. Check out my suit. Like, like, I got a new costume. Right? And he's like, oh, great. So, yeah, that whole LARP scene was funny. A LARPer is live action role play. Yeah. And people run around like they're from the medieval times playing Dungeons and Dragons with arrows and fake swords, and they go out in the field and try to fight each other. Mm-hmm. So someone's stolen his suit, and now he's gone out to this medieval reenactment group. <laughs> yeah, that's basically and it's like an it. all day situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like when are you guys gonna be done? Well, we're gonna like from dusk till dawn. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's it's pretty funny. Um, I also I was the whole because I mean, the, the larpers show up pretty like they're part of the story um, in the next episodes too. And I just keep thinking, like, how I find it very hard to believe that this many, like, police men, firemen, women, like all these like types of people are LARPers. It seems like they're, they're that group is only made up of like the like the NYPD or NY like fire department, NY like mm-hmm. like all of them. Like, is this real? <laughs> Are there no like other people that want to be LARPers too? But usually, uh, I don't think of it as the police department or the fire department. They're like Dungeons and Dragon nerds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know the um, as they say in um, uh, like it's like they're the extremely tall and skinny and overweight crowd, which are the same as the comic book characters, <laughs> I mean, comic book lovers too. So yeah, it's kind of like taking cosplay to the next level. You know, like, yeah. It, to me, it looks kind of fun. Like, I'm not going to lie. I Seeing that episode, I was like, yeah, I wonder what that is like. Like, I wonder what my armor would look like or, you know. In high school, I used to have a bunch of friends who used to go out in the field and do that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah. Um, I think UCI I, has some, too. Well, yeah, we have a Quidditch team, too. So, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> so. No, I mean, it, it's just like, it's it's fun. I mean, I'm sure they enjoyed it. It's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything else that happens? I think we get to get our first glimpse at um, Maya. The oh, very, very end. Right. That's true. Our, our possibly villain. Yes. yes. And then, of course, in the third episode... We get to know they do a flashback of Maya and how she, why she wants to find this Ronin character. Mm-hmm. And then they jump, you know, so they go do a backstory. And then, of course, they come to the present. And the rest of the episode is pretty good action of uh, Hawkeye and Kate Bishop trying to escape the monsters and Maya, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic episode i had a ton of fun watching that one that was, that was my favorite so far yeah that one was super <clears throat> good and i really really like how they showed like maya's experience because mm-hmm. um 
just, it, it really put like for people that don't know what it's like to, you know, either not being able to hear or to have even like hearing loss, like that just felt so good, like a good way of, of putting the audience in that position and seeing where it's like, you know, you can't understand what someone is saying and you're trying to read someone's lips and like, man, that was really cool. I really liked how they set up that part. Yeah. And it was interesting, her exchange with Clint when they first um, meet, when he like tied to the, whatever that, that toy game thing is called, mm-hmm. the animal thing. <laughs> yeah, um, And then she sees that he has a hearing aid. And so she starts signing and then, you know, she realizes he doesn't actually, he's, he's very beginner in, in signing. So he's mm-hmm. just learning and it's, and she tells him that like, you rely on, I think she says something like you rely on technology too much or something like that. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. I'm like, I'm curious to see if he's gonna, you know, turn it off more often, not to like tune stuff out, but to really like, just be more like to heighten his other senses and see if that, I don't know, evolves him as a character. Oh, another mm-hmm. thing. I can't remember if it was this episode or back on the second episode of the LARPers, but Kate Bishop is very intent on um, improving Hawkeye's brand. Oh yeah, <laughs> just such an interesting like, thing that the like conversation she keeps bringing up, and she's like, "No one knows who you are," and then he's like, "They're not supposed to." <laughs> yeah, like he's like supposed to be in the shadows. That's like that's his job is to be a ghost, and she's well, like, "No, you need a was, you need a better outfit." <laughs> he was an assassin originally, right? Mm-hmm. For the government, so you know, probably shouldn't be running around and being recognized and he doesn't wear a mask so exactly. yeah <laughs> and they're trying to like step away from all that at this right. point right now that like all the the major action is over they want to like take time and actually enjoy life right mm-hmm. is this the episode where he and miss hawkeye <laughs> i not remember her name um they talk about the rolex the rolex okay maybe that's the watch the, fourth. the watch the watch so I haven't actually gone to the fourth the one. Okay. Okay. There's because there's something interesting happening there, but we will find out later. We'll discuss it later then. Mm-hmm. Um, but the trick arrows were especially funny during the chase scene because yeah. Clint mm-hmm. can't hear. I think like his hearing aid is uh, broken because Maya stepped on it. So he's driving the car and Kate is like yelling at him to give her arrows but she doesn't know what the arrows are doing and they cannot communicate with each other because he can't hear her. So she just keeps like, uh, the plunger one was especially funny. She's like, yeah. a plunger arrow? What's that for? Why do you need a plunger arrow? <laughs> um, very so, funny. Yeah, that part was creative. That was cool. Can I make a comment on the series as far as being in the cinematic universe as far as the artistic yeah. sure. value of it? Okay. This... I think is interesting. I don't think I've seen it yet before. I don't know. So I've studied a little bit of, you know, like the, the art of making movies and such like that. And if you've seen, if you watch all the Marvel cinematic universe, except for the first one or two, you'll notice there's something called the Marvel um, color grading system. Have you heard this? You know no. what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. So when you have a chance, go check out all the Marvel movies and just just randomly pick, go halfway through the film, watch a few scenes, end of the film, a few scenes, and go through all the films. And you'll notice 
um, they have a gray washed, it's kind of a washed out color system. So everything's slightly gray. There's no extreme blacks and there's no extreme whites. Hmm. And so in all the movies, and there's a lot of theorists out there trying to say why this has happened. Some people were saying the first three, two or three films were actually made on film. And then these hmm. were actually filmed on digital cameras, but you can color grade them to actually have those colors that you want. Um, so, so the Marvel Cinematic Universe has a certain look. In when you see a scene, even without any characters in it, you look at it and you go, "Oh, that's the Marvel film just because of the colors." Um, you've seen this in "Oh Brother, Where Art Thou?" The old there's like an older Cohen film, mm -hmm. and it's they made the whole film yellow to give you a sensation it was in the past, but Marvel has it in gray. This Hawkeye series does not have that color grading. Oh, interesting. It is extremely vibrant, and it has blacks, and it has whites. Oh. And I even went back to look at the Winter Soldier, and the Winter Soldier has that same kind of color grading as well. And I'm kind of curious why they, at least in my eye, why they've decided to make this one more vibrant colors. And that's the thing is in comic books comic books are really really vibrant colors mm -hmm. so i thought that was really interesting now I, I gotta tell one theory of why they decided to do the the marvel gray out is if you see in the comic books like captain america has a very blue red and white costume yeah and uh iron man has a very yellow and very red costume mm -hmm. and in the movies, if you were to see a truly red and a truly yellow, you would go, that looks ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, could you imagine if there's a bunch of superheroes with their bright green suits and their bright red suits <laughs> yeah. and their blue suits and Kate Bishop's wearing her purple suit mm -hmm. and it would just look like, you know, someone took a whole bunch of colors, you know, like fifth graders dropped a bunch of crayons onto a hot stove. And so when they grade them out, it made the colors not fight against each other as much because they're, they're muted. Um, they also said solo movies. They aren't as, they may not be. So the early films were solo movies. So the thing is that you didn't have Captain America with his red, white, and blue next to the yellow and red yeah. Iron Man suit. And in this movie, there's only, one person wearing a colored suit so far, it's Kate Bishop. Yeah. So they may not have had to do the color grading so extreme and wash it out so they didn't look ridiculous. Anyways, that's what I thought was very interesting about this Hawkeye series is the colors. Mm-hmm. I always come up with random trivia, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that is really interesting, though. <laughs> that is cool, yeah. Well, I think... Um, I'm on the art side of things. I I was trying to feel the movie. Anyways. Right. <laughs> well, I think so far, one of my favorite things about this whole series is um, the fact that they have um, someone who is native who is playing a major role. Like, you know, when, yes. what's it called? The, the Mandalorian, when they did that whole, like, you know, kind of Native American tribe in space sort of thing, like, that was fun to see for me, but at the same time, it was like, well, that was a cool, like, kind of one-off thing. But um, 
Maya Lopez is just so freaking interesting to me as a character so far. And like, I hope she doesn't turn out to be a complete villain. Like, cause I mean, just even her story growing up and then like all the, the things that she's had to overcome and, and stuff. So I kind of hope that she ends up being a good guy, but um, the actress who plays her, Alakwa Cox, this is her first role. Oh, and she's wow. already like killing it. Like I yeah. freaking love her so far. And so, and she is actually, she was born deaf and she is an actual, um, she has a prosthetic leg. So that's not like oh, wow. made okay. up or anything. That's, that's truly. So she brings that experience to the table. So, and she's really young too. I think she's like mid twenties maybe. So yeah, and she's already like she's already doing such a good job, and um, yeah. So I think she's so much fun to watch. I kind of like her better than Kate, honestly. Um, even though maybe I'm biased, I don't know. But yeah, I hope there's more of her, and I hope she ends up being a good guy at the end because she's so cool. I don't want her to be bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. she, exists, she exists in the Marvel comic books. There's, there's more of her, right? Like this isn't the only she's time an actual, she's actually we'll see her. Of- fairly well-known character in the Marvel comic books. And she okay, also good. shows you, I think we talked about one of my favorite series that they're hope comic book series that they're bringing is um, something called moon Knight. Mm-hmm. She shows up in that as well. And I believe oh. daredevil. She shows up a lot. Nice. Okay. So, good. That so the thing happy. is that the character shows up in a lot of daredevil. She shows up in a lot of um, moon Knight, And um, so, yes. So, she Yay! is there's there's very likely that sh- this uh, young woman will be receiving further roles as this character. Good. Good good. That makes me very happy. So, I don't cool. remember having a prosthetic like in the comic so. Hmm. But um but it adds another level, right? Yeah. So, looking forward to it. Yay. Yay. So now your homework is to get caught up on the four. four. Yeah. How many are there now? Is there five at this point? Five, I want to say. Hmm. Yeah, I think five. I've been trying to catch up with my kid. You know, I want to watch with my kid, and sometimes she just wants to play Minecraft. Mm-hmm. But when we actually watch them, she's like, I want to watch the next one and the next one. So right? it's, it's this one less, it's this weird thing where, you know, so anyways it's just like forcing her to do something she wants to do anyways (laughs) it's hard it's hard to sit down like and watch stuff like it feels like it's gonna be a lot of time yes i know exactly yeah well cool so let us know out there what you are thinking so far of the hawkeye series if you're a fan if you think things could be better if you know you have read the comics too and how that has kind of been similar or different. But for now, that does it for this episode of Main Street UCI. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out our previous episodes at ce.uci.edu slash podcast. And you can always send us a message on social media. If you have a question or request, you can find us at Main Street UCI. We'd love to hear from you. And thank you again to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education. Find their career-boosting courses at ce.uci.edu. And with that, we look forward to seeing you next time. 
Bye. Bye.